Senior Focus. Welcome everyone, welcome to this uh, session of Senior Focus and this is, I hope, one of my last recordings, certainly in March this year, uh, until we are moving into transition with our new setup. Not quite sure of the uh, moves yet, but there will be some uh, pre-recorded programs over the next few weeks to fill the gap. And today I want to pay tribute to all those people in community who have done their best to support everyone through the lockdowns, through the uncertainties, and the uh, ever-present threat of the pandemic. So there have been many, many agencies that have been providing counselling, support, food parcels, uh, extra help with shopping. There are many ways in which uh, agencies from the council through to uh, not-for-profits that have actually gone out of their way to provide special help and special services at this time. And I know that in particular, those organisations that are supporting seniors have been facing uh, some very difficult times for some people. And so I just want to pay tribute to those who are volunteering, often uh, spending money out of their own pocket to help just tide somebody over uh, until the next pension. And I won't name names, but uh, it's very important that we are a community of connected people, that we're helping each other. And so in paying tribute to these people, uh, Senior Focus is providing background support. And when, of course, we're in the new building, we will be doing much more connected community stuff. It'll be so much more possible in our new setup with our new premise. And so that's an exciting development to look for. So I want to talk today about what are some of the things that we can be doing in terms of our own thinking, the power of our own thoughts. There's nothing like it because we have so much choice. We can be thinking negatively, we can be reinforcing negative thinking around us or we can choose to step back and evaluate what's happening. Sometimes we're having an experience that we're not enjoying and we're wondering what we can do about it or how we can change it. But by simply moaning and complaining, we're not going to be able to change it effectively. So that's the thing that I want to focus on today is it's stepping up your power to transform your own mental health. And I'm not suggesting that people don't have real problems and they don't need real help and they don't um, benefit from medication or any other support. So I, I think all of that can be valid in its own way. But what I'm saying is that often we have a choice before we even reach out. We have a choice to examine our own thoughts. And sometimes when we start off, if we're in a bad space, we may be in fact 
blaming ourselves. We may be feeling inadequate. We may be feeling uh, that we're not good enough. We're not coping well enough. We should be doing better. Uh, you know, pull your socks up, girl. And that kind of talk can be quite destructive. So one of our first tasks in looking after ourselves and doing quality self-care is to validate our experience. Just to recognise that we can put a name to what we're experiencing, that other people are experiencing similar things, and it can be a relief. You know, if you just think the, the lack of reinforcement socially that you're getting because you're isolated, the lack of hugs you're getting, the lack of um, positive feedback about the difference you're making in other people's lives, all sorts of things that would be normally part of your daily experience have stopped. And so therefore, it's not surprising you're finding life more difficult. And so that's part of validating your own experience that we're all in it together and we're all facing these things, but we may not be making allowances in our self-care program. The next thing is that we can, in fact, regulate our own responses. Our stress levels, we can calm ourselves down. We can actually choose to go outside and just walk around under trees. Trees have a very beneficial and calming effect on the mental health of people. Uh, it's, not, it's no accident that forest bathing has become a tourist activity for uh, operators in Japan because their concept of going in nature to do stress is something that's very deeply embedded in the culture, but it's very measured when people are constantly in front of screens and spending long hours in an office. But we can do stuff here very easily because we have so many parks. We have so many spaces and you see them relatively empty most of the time. So if you want space, you want to chill out, you want to calm down, you want to recover your equilibrium, it's the fastest way to go. It's quicker than a pill and it's often closer. So... Just scheduling time to walk in nature can be a very beneficial thing to put on your weekly program. There are lots of strategies I could go into. Some people choose to write a journal, and I've talked in programs over the last seven years about journaling as a, as a tool. I'm not going to do that in depth today, but I suggest that that is one option. If you want a quick option, just have a shower and finish off with a cold shower because that uh, definitely stimulates the brain and alleviates depression. And the third thing that I want you to focus on is to make an effort to be compassionate to yourself. Think about how you would talk to a dear friend. What would you say if they were going through a bad patch? Would you rip into them like a critic and tear strips of them and beat them up? I don't think so. But that's what we do to ourselves often. 
we are criticizing ourselves, we are um, putting ourselves down, we are repeating old tapes from what we've heard our, our parents or our teachers or other people say to us in the past. So next time you think about the critic or you are aware of the critic jabbering away, pause, put on some music, just shift the focus. Think about some things you can do that are caring for you, that are unique and special for you. One thing that I've always enjoyed is being around horses. And, of course, I really haven't had a lot of opportunity living in a city most of my life. But whenever I have, I've ridden a horse or cared for a horse, fed a horse, groomed a horse, or been even able to talk to a horse over a fence, I've always felt really amazing. It's just put me in, in the zone. It's been fantastic. And so this year I've decided I'm going to go horse riding. I'm an honorary auntie to a family, a young Pacific Island family, and the girls go horse riding, so I'm going to be auntie who goes horse riding. And I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a highlight of my year. But it's just a matter of joining the dots. It's a matter of finding an opportunity that works for you, that puts you in the zone doing whatever it is that uh, makes your day. And I didn't think I could even afford to go horse riding, but it's amazing how um, something that's done as a family activity that you can tack on to what somebody else is doing, it actually suddenly becomes affordable. So that's my surprise for 2022. Moving on, I, as part of the tribute in this program, I want to play uh, Slice of Heaven, the Dave Dobbin song from the 80s, because to me it sort of epitomises all the Kiwi flavour of what's special about living in New Zealand and it's been such a special place to be during the pandemic and we've been so privileged to have such a low death rate and such a lot of care and support in our communities and so I, I want to play this music and then come back and, and carry on the discussion thanks for listening so far <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot of fun, don't you? And living with you. 
have been going on nationwide about mental health have been so important in the last 18 months and they've intensified. More and more people are opening up. They're sharing their own experiences. They're talking about their inner life and what makes them tick and get by and what and what interrupts that. How stressed they get and why and what helps them. And there's a lot of people, although they not getting perhaps the help they need, there's a lot more awareness about what is needed. And one of the the great stories that's occurred in the last uh, six months has been the consolidation and the completion of the project Home Ground for the opening of the most ambitious type of community support that New Zealand has seen so far in terms of dealing with homelessness, in terms of dealing with people with disruptions in their lives and people who have extreme needs for support on an immediate basis. And so that's the city mission's new building 
in Hobson Street, which is an architectural wonder. It is um, a community space uh, for meetings and so on. Uh, there are apartments there for people who are homeless to be housed. And there's a complete wraparound medical and social services available to support those people. So that means they can eventually move off uh, drug addiction and other issues that are holding them back, but they can get housed immediately. So it's a wonderful uh, setup, and it's taken a huge effort behind the scenes over 10 years, but it's got there, and it's worth celebrating. So when we're in our new studio, one of the people I want to interview is the CEO, Helen Robinson, who's been involved with the City Mission for a number of years on the staff and is now leading that team and was, of course, uh, present at the opening. So Helen will have a lot to share with us and so that will be something exciting to look forward to. Now, going back to thinking about your own experiences, and modifying your emotional responses and developing compassion and self-care responses, which is so important because we all need to have these tools and we all need to have this capacity to tap into because we don't know really what situations we're going to face, especially as there are many unknown uh, events, there are many uh, sudden things happening with the weather, uh, climate change impacts and so on, you just have to be prepared to face disruption, uncertainty and so on at the drop of a hat. And so this isn't something that we can just think, oh, well, the, the pandemic may be over this year, can get back to normal. No, it's a new normal because... So many things have changed and we won't be going back to what we used to know. We will have to forge forward in a, an environment with increasing uncertainty. And so this means more people are facing more stress. And I came across a traffic light system. And we know about traffic light systems, don't we? But I came across a traffic light system for actually evaluating your stress response. And I thought this was quite clever. So red level was fight or flight. Uh, where your stress levels are like 7 out of 10 or upwards, you're producing cortisol or um, producing adrenaline. You're on supercharged mode to fight or flight. Um, that response uh, where your heart races and your pulses up, it's quite damaging to your body if it happens frequently. And so that's something we don't really want to see happening that often. When that happens, what people tend to do is to go into orange level, which is drive mode. This is where you um, put yourself into action. You tell yourself other people are coping better or... Um, if I just work harder, I'll get on top of this. Or you think about what your critic says. Or you focus on how you would feel if you had more things done and you were further on down the track. And you 
try and kind of motivate yourself to get to that uh, perfection stage where everything's under control and everything's done. Of course, it may be impossible, but you still try and work yourself along. So that drive mode is orange colour. Now, what people are really interested in now in the health system is how you can train people to move into green mode. And green traffic light is all about soothing, calming. So as I talked about some of the tools that we can use, like forest bathing, like actually just going for a walk in the park under the trees, just sitting in the garden, reading a book, or reading poetry for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, just sitting and listening to music, or actually listening to your birds in your own garden. I've got two or three spaces that I use, and I just sit in them and listen to the birds. And 10 minutes doing that, and I can pick up the same work I was doing, and suddenly it feels quite different. I don't feel stressed about it anymore. So that's green mode going into soothing action. But the thing is, how do we remember to do that? Now, I, I actually came across someone who has a system of stickers. They have reminder stickers. I used to use reminder stickers when I was studying for exams. I had keywords or concepts where I had um, words that would remind me or I had um, patterns of numbers and letters that would give me a breakdown of maybe 10 things that I would need to answer a question about a certain concept. Those are the sorts of things I stuck on stickers. But what this person has done is they've chosen a colour that will be meaningful for them. They've bought post-it notes, that colour, and they've put on, on it um, a series of numbers, 7, 8, 9, 10. And then they've listed an activity. So if you're at 7, they've listed a couple of choices you can do. If you reckon you were at nine, level 9, in your stress reaction, 9 out of 10 is right up there, then uh, they've listed a couple of activities for that. So the kinds of activities are related to how, how much emergency is involved in this. And so I'm trialling this by using pink stickers. And why have I chosen pink? There's a lot of research uh, from prisons and the health system that says that pink is a colour in environments changes behaviour faster than any other colour in terms of calming people down. And so I thought, oh, well, that would be a sort of subtle reminder to me to remember not only to be calm, but also to have fun. Because there's something about laughter and having fun that actually lightens you, brightens you, and means everything is more bearable. And I actually have um, one or two safety valves in my life that I've built on where I, have, I regularly meet with friends, and one of the things we do when we get together is we have a jolly good belly laugh, and we have one or two favourite uh situations that we remember where we were compromised and where it was so absurd we could do nothing but laugh. And even now, if we even mention about this particular event 
in situation, we will just burst into laughter and we won't be able to stop laughing for five or ten minutes. We'll just be just absolutely hysterical. Uh, it's, it works every time a treat. So if you can think of something like that that's really made you cackle, that's worth keeping up your sleeve. It's worth having in, the, in your sticker system so you can trigger off that laughter and get that release. Get the endorphins and flood your body with those instead of cortisol and your health will definitely improve. It's very um, effective to decrease stress, to decrease depression, anxiety, and give you a complete lift. You might even find that you become more creative and you actually can imagine solutions to some of your problems that you would never thought of otherwise. I do wish you well in experimenting with this. You might think, oh, well, that's for people who've got real problems. I don't really have real problems. I mean, you know, um, we're good at minimising. We're really good at pretending. We're really good at thinking it's somebody else's problem. So I just want you to just stop for a moment and think, you think about all the people who end up having heart attacks, having strokes, having um, situations where they go off their rocker at somebody, they get over-angry and over-reactive and spoil a relationship. And all this happens because their monitoring, their self-monitoring has dropped over the cliff. They haven't really been able to keep up with how they're reacting, how their body is building up stress they haven't noticed that they're at seven, eight, nine, heading for 10 out of 10. So what I'm saying to you is before you get to seven, even when you get to five, it's really worthwhile and having your pink stickers up around the place to remind you and actually looking at them and actually doing some of the activities because then you don't have to get to seven, eight, nine. You can actually work on yourself before you get there. And keep a diary. Just keep a, a checklist, a journal. Uh, it doesn't have to be lengthy at all, but just keep a, a monitoring uh, uh, rating on yourself on sleep patterns, on eating patterns, on socialising, how much time you spend relaxing or enjoying yourself, having fun. And then just look at what happens over a month. Whatever your issues are, whether they're high blood pressure, whether they're overweight, you know, whatever they are, or digestive difficulties or food problems, however they manifest, just have a look at the patterning, follow the patterns and see what happens. Because I think that you will be really surprised if you put this into action, just how you would be making changes, quite subtle but definite changes. Because once you've initiated new behaviours, some of the old habits that were destructive will fall away. 
that's the best way to get rid of old habits is to put new things in their place. So I invite you to do that over the next month. It's traditionally a time of year when people um, find it easier to change. It's sort of change of season time. We're sort of getting ready before winter. We're doing the last of the clean-ups in the garden. We're doing the last of clean-ups in the painting area and maintenance. We're checking on what we're going to need before winter. And it's a good time to check in with our body and our systems and how we react and get things going. Get an exercise program going. Get some um, enjoyment of nature before the winter sets in. And then we're in much better shape to face winter. So thank you for listening today. I look forward to a whole new venture when we're in our new building, when we're back having guests and when we're able to run panels and have you come and visit us. And goodness knows when that'll be, but we're looking forward to all of these things as possibilities in the years ahead. This is a whole new era for Planet FM and for Senior Focus. Everyone, thanks for listening to this session and keep listening as we continue on. With the many gaps, we will be with you each Sunday at 525. Get together with Senior Focus next Sunday at 5.25pm on Planet FM 104.6 or listen online at any time at planetaudio.org.nz forward slash Senior Focus and do note Senior Focus is 